God is with us this morning. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat, and we are so thankful that you are with us as well in the second service. I know it's a tight squeeze in here today, and, uh, and so I hope you love the people you're sitting next to this morning. We're in a series called Teach Us to Pray, and what we've really just been just digging in, and as we began last week, is understanding more about what prayer looks like in our life. Pastor Randy said a few moments ago, today's service is going to be a little different. It's going to be very interactive, and we're going to be kind of leading you through what is known as the model prayer. We're going to be learning more about that. We've done, a, we've done a teaching like this before, and we've done a service like this before, but here's what I know. Many of your lives, you've gone through different things. You're at a different place in your life. You have different needs that are going on in your life right now. And we also have a lot of new believers and folks that maybe that when we talk about prayer, they don't really understand it. And maybe it's intimidating to them. And so we want to show you what Jesus had to say about this and the model that he gave us as we lead you through this today. For some of us, maybe prayer is kind of this this religious ritual and you don't really get why we need to do that. Or if you do that, maybe you're counting on someone else to kind of lead that and you don't really know what to say to God. And, And, you know, what we've been discovering is that it's to be more than this task. Or, or more than for some, maybe you've been a believer for some time and it's kind of maybe turned into this spiritual task. Or it's this spiritual chore that you feel like you need to accomplish and it's kind of lost its power in your life and you're struggling with that. And so even when we said we were going to do a series on prayer, maybe you, maybe you didn't really get too excited about that, okay? What we learned last week is this, and what we'll continue to discover in the series through God's Word, is that prayer is to be like breathing for us, as natural as breathing. As you're in this relationship with God, and what your prayer is to be is this natural outflow uh, and the heartbeat of the relationship with Christ that you and I can have with Him, that He's made possible, that we have access to the Creator of the universe. And I want to talk about that for a second, okay? And, and, and just think about that with me. We've been saying this isn't just a prayer series. I said it last week. This really is a relationship series. That's what this is. It's about your relationship with God and the, the ability that you have to carry that on with him. And, and I want you to think that whenever God first made Adam and Eve in the garden, it says this, if you'll read that scripture, it says that he walked with them and there was a closeness that they had and they talked with him about everything and he shared himself with them and they shared intimate things about themselves with him. There was closeness in that union and, and, and I just said this last week, and I want us to be reminded of this. And think about this with me. God didn't need us. God wants us, right? God didn't create them because he was lonely and twiddling his thumbs up in heaven. What am I got? Well, I'll just make man, you know, or whatever. God wanted us. He didn't need us. And he wants relationship. But as you know, as the story goes in Genesis, you know that that God, God walked with them, but, but they were given this ability to choose and they chose their way over God's way and fellowship with God was broken and as a result because of sin and that's choosing our way over God's way. Scripture would tell us that there's a penalty for that sin and that's a separation from God and, and where they were spiritually alive, now they were spiritually dead. And they were separated from God. In fact, the scripture says this, that because of that sin and the sin that's in our life and the sin nature that we are born with, scripture even goes so far as to say, rather than being friends of God, we are enemies with God, is what Romans says. Enemies with God. I mean, that 
And that's not by God's choice. That's by our choice to choose sin. But here's the great gospel good news is that by God's grace and his never-ending pursuing love for us, Jesus came into the world. He came into the world and became one of us. And his mission was to redeem us. His mission was to restore us and to pay the penalty for our sin and where we were separated from God to bring us back into that relationship with God that he created us to have in the first place. That's called the gospel message, amen? Aren't you thankful for that? We never need to get tired of hearing and talking about the gospel, ever. It's something we need to be talking about all the time and bringing up and in every message talking about the gospel and you talking about it with your kids and you discussing it as a family and you and you living that gospel-centered life. The one who knew no sin, who lived perfect as a sacrifice, became sin for us. And whenever Jesus was on the cross, when he took all of our sin upon him, it says this, that he cried out, it is finished. And what that means is paid in full. And the scripture says where this veil was there, where now we were, we were separated from God, the veil was torn from the top to the bottom, from God saying, I'm tearing this from the top to the bottom. Now, rather than being separated from God, you enter back in and you have direct access to the throne of God. Praise God. I think he deserves applause for that. Amen. That's what God did. That's the gospel message. And now, brothers and sisters, you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And now you and I can come with confidence, the scripture says, into the presence of God. We come with confidence and boldness, not because of us. Jesus restored this ultimate privilege that he has made possible for us. And, and man, that ought to get us excited. We, ne- we never want to get used to just the gospel message. That ought to be the thing that excites us the most. This is God's gift of grace to you. And here's the question I want to just begin with today. Have you received this gift of eternal life that he offers you? You see, you don't have to wait to the end of the service when we're playing music and you walk down an aisle and you raise your hand. Do you realize right now where you're seated? If you have never, and you can just, and brothers and sisters out there who are saved already, you should be praying right now for those that don't know Christ, that they would discover his grace right now and, and his pursuit for them right now and his love for them right now. That they lo- And you can call on Jesus. The scripture says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be what? does it say church saved that you say to him right now jesus i realize you are the messiah i realize you are the one who is the savior and i I may not understand all of it but i'm calling on you in faith right now to be my savior and you know what scripture says is not only will you have eternal life and that's a great thing right that we're going to get to go to heaven because of that but that's not the only reason that he came was just so that you and I could, could be in heaven with him later on. He came to restore the relationship you were made to have with him. And when you come into relationship with him, it is restored instantly. And now you can walk with him in every part of every day. And here is what he wants. He wants to be in close fellowship with you. He wants to walk with you every single day. And here's what I want you to hear. And I said it a moment ago, but I want you to really contemplate this because sometimes we come into church, we're busy, we're trying to get the kids where they need to go. We've got to get our burrito. We've got to do all the different things we've got to do. Here's what I really want you to think about, church. I want you to think about this. He is here. 
There have been times where I've gone through a church service and I've never even recognized that God was here. You probably would say the same thing. But I just want you to really begin to think about the fact that he's here right now. Right now. And that he's pursuing you. And he gives this great invitation to you. Listen to this invitation. The invitation is found in Matthew 11. And and you just see if this doesn't resonate in your heart. He says, are you tired? Hello? (laughs) Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion. Man, I said that last week. I said, I'm so tired of just the stale stuff. I want want to know God in all of his fullness. The fullness of God. Are you burned out on religion? And now here's the invitation. He's speaking to you right now. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll do what? Recover your life. I'll show you how to take a, what does it say, church? Real rest. Real rest. Walk with me and work with me. That's a partnership. You're walking with him. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Now look at this. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know what that sounds like to me? A relationship. Walk with me. Keep company with me. Learn from me. And so there's some of you, that's a connection with God. And you know what? I know some of you this morning, you are so probably wound up about something and you are anxious about something. I don't know what it is. I mean, this is, this is going on in your life maybe, some of you. Do you know what he's saying? You're worried, sick about something. You know what his invitation is to you right now? I want to bring you peace right now. Praise God for that, right? Some of you this morning... You're tired. You're sick and tired of being tired, you know, and you're worn out. What was this invitation to you? I want to teach you how to have a real rest. I want to bring that to you as you walk with me. Some of you, you're, you're in a struggle, in a battle right now, and maybe it's the battle of your life, and you don't know what to, you know, how you're going to do what you need to do. You know what his invitation to you is this morning? His strength. And that's, that comes to you as you walk with him. Some of you, you're, you're overcome with grief. You've gone through some kind of loss. You're grieving. You're mourning. And you know what his invitation to you is? It's his comfort. He says, I want to comfort you in these times. I want to walk with you as you go through this. Some of you, you're, you're confused. And you're like, what am I supposed to do about this? I don't know what to do. And, and you're just, you know, you're wringing your hands. And you know what his invitation to you is? I want to bring you wisdom. I want to help you with those decisions. I want to speak into your life. Some of you, you feel alone. You feel like nobody cares. You don't have any friends. You know what he says? I want to be, I want to be a friend to you, a companion with you. This is his invitation. And what's so incredible is he's not just inviting you to this today. What is so incredible, friends, is he invites us to this every single day. This is what the gospel has done. This is what it has made possible today. Again, we're not going to just talk about prayer. I want to begin to lead you in that connection, in that prayer time with him. And we'll have some times of just quiet reflection. Some of you are like, I'm I'm very nervous about this. I don't know what to say. We're going to begin to help you with that, okay? 
Because Jesus gave a model for, for what this looks like and how to do this. We'll have some time of more worship, and that will be our prayer in some of the songs. And, and our, our worship team will lead us through this. And so, again, some of you are like, I just don't know what to say. Well, let's begin to deal biblically with this. Jesus' disciples were men of prayer before they knew him because they were, into, they were uh, you know, Jewish, and they were into the Judaism and the religion and that, and that kind of worship. But, but they saw something different about Jesus in the way that he prayed. And they came to him and they said, would you, would you teach us more about that? Ours is empty and it's powerless and it's just ritual and, and it's religion and we're burned out on that. We want what you have because we see something that's so peaceful and powerful. And so Jesus said, okay, I'll teach you how to pray. And this is, this is what he said, okay? And I want to ask you just to read this out loud with me, the first part of it in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Say it with me. He says, pray then like this. Say it with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father in heaven. In heaven, hallowed be your name. So he's saying, this is how we begin. This was revolutionary, what he was saying. They did not, they, they wouldn't even say God's name. And now he's saying, this is, I'm not telling you exactly what to say. I'm going to show you how I have a time of prayer with my father. I start by acknowledging him and praising him. And this is what we do. This is called praise. This is where we begin with praise, okay? And him saying, our father, when I talk to my dad, he was in the first service, I, I don't say, hello, father, or whatever like that, and, you know, and change my voice and change the way I talk to him. I talk to him and I say, dad. I've called him daddy, right? I, and this is what Jesus is saying when he says, father, the word is Abba. It was a term of endearment. He's saying, you're t- and they're hearing this and they're being blown away by the fact that he's saying this is how you talk to God. That you talk to him in this relationship, this term of endearment. And, and my son and, and Trinity, she calls me daddy, right? And, and when, she, when I hear that from her, there's this connection with, with her. And he says, so we start by praise. We, we begin praising him for who he is. There's two kinds of praise. This is, we start by seeking his face not his hand and just what he can do for us. We seek him and we begin to praise him. There are two kinds of praise. There's, there's adoration. That's when we praise God for who he is. We praise him for who he is and there's thanksgiving. That's praising him for what he has done. I love where David also wrote in Psalms this. He wrote, let all that I am praise the Lord. And I want you to think about what he's saying right there. And you just begin by saying, am I bringing that kind of praise this morning? All that I am. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. And look at this. The Lord is like a, what does it say, church? Father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. So here's what I want to begin to invite you to do. I want to invite you just to a time of prayer of just beginning by praising the Lord. Some of you, you may want to bow your heads. That's okay. You may want to close your eyes. You may not want to do that. That's fine. God still is going to hear from you. But I, we're going to begin just having this time of, of prayer before him. We just begin by adoring him right now. I want you just to begin to, to think about who he is. 
about his person. He is our creator. Praise him for that today. Praise him for his his presence in your life, that he is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. We start by saying, our Father, it's a connection with Him. And then it's, hallowed be your name. I want you just to begin to think about the names of God right now. He is Jehovah Jireh. That is our provider. Praising that He is your provider. Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of our peace. He is Emmanuel. He is with us. Praise Him right now. Lord, You're with us. You are here. Jehovah Rohi. That is our shepherd, our protector, our guide. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Why? Because of our shepherd. He is our healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. Focus on his names. Praise him today. Think of the names of Jesus. He's the bread of life. He's the light of the world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Scripture says he is the Lamb of God. he been for you praise him for his love in your life praise him for his goodness his patience with you this is where we start we seek his face we praise you God you are you are all powerful you are holy you are all wise. Now begin to thank Him. Thank Him for what He's done in your life. Thank Him for the spiritual blessings. If you're saved today and you walk in relationships, start right there. Say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for walking with me. Thank Him for the peace He's provided you, maybe in some hard time in your life the comfort for some of you he's delivered you from some kind of addiction and he's given you freedom praise him for the freedom today thank him that he's given you a place to live and clothes to wear food to eat clean water to drink praise him that you have a job you have transportation. Thank Him for all the things that you know that that He's protected you from. Thank Him for the things that you don't even know that He's protected you from, but you just know that He has. Thank Him for the people that He's placed in your life. If you're married, thank Him for your spouse. have children, thank Him because they are a gift from Him. Friends, thank Him today. For your parents, 
Are you worried about something today? Scripture says that prayer is the antidote for that. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Let's stop worrying and let's go to him in prayer. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so we begin to receive that peace today as we thank him and as we praise him. As we, as we praise him for his sovereignty, that he is in control of our life. Instead of worrying about whatever you're worried about, begin to thank Him today. Begin to praise Him today. Replace that worry with praise today. I want to invite you to stand back up with us as we just continue in an attitude of prayer, an attitude of praise, as we praise God for who He is. Just make this song just your prayer of praise to Him today. Father, we begin just by adoring you, Lord, praising your holy name. Lord, the scripture says that, Lord, all the beings in heaven fell at your feet in praise and adoration. They fell before the Lamb of God, and we praise you today, Lord. We know that, Lord, at your name, the enemy trembles, and he must flee at your name. And so, Father, we just begin by praise today. It's in that name of Jesus that we do pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. And so we begin by praise and by adoring him and seeking his face and not just seeking his hand, just what he can do for us, but just praising his holy name and just beginning to come into that mindset. And remember, this is a model for us. We don't necessarily have to pray these exact words. It's a model for what prayer should look like in our walk with him. And so as we begin with with praise, we begin to move into purpose next and discovering his purpose in our life. And this is what the scripture says. He said, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What, what you're literally saying is, come your kingdom in my life. I'm inviting your presence, your power, your kingdom in my life. And, and so many times we think what, that prayer is this, this attempt to try to get God to come over to our side on something or to manipulate him into doing something for us. And that is not the point of prayer. When we pray, what we're saying is, God, may I first seek your kingdom in my life. I want to begin to release my will over to you, Lord, and begin to, dece- to seek and discover your point of view about, about my day, your point of view about what's going on in my life. And I'm at this place of coming to a place of, of obeying you as I begin to discover this. Here's a great word for what this is, okay? It's just simply this. It's surrender. As you're coming before him and you're saying, I am releasing these things that maybe I've been holding on to in my life. I've been holding on and trying to control things in my family. I've been trying to control things in my church or in my ministry or in my job situation, in my future. And you're saying, God, your kingdom come in this and I'm moving into alignment with what your purposes are. And so God begins to move your viewpoint 
on things. Jesus demonstrated this when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And, and he's there and he's grappling and praying with what was next, which was going to the cross. And he said, if there's any other way, but then what does he say next? But not my will be done, but yours be done. What is he doing? He's letting go. He's surrendering. And that's what he invites us to begin to do. And so I want to just, I want to just invite you to begin praying with me about that right now. What is it that you need to begin to surrender to God right now? And you say, God, your kingdom come in this area in my life. Your will be done, not mine. Is there something you're trying to control? Are there things that you need to let go of? Maybe your marriage is struggling right now and and you're trying to you know, fix everything yourself or maybe you're trying to to fix your your spouse and what you're doing right now is you're going to say, God, I surrender this to you. I can't fix this. Maybe it's something going on with a child or something going on at a situation at work. Maybe it's some habit that just has its claws in you and you keep going back to it and you're just saying, God, I need to surrender. I want to surrender this to you. Maybe it's a health situation. Maybe someone that you love is sick and you've been so worried and you're saying, God, I surrender this situation to you. just let go. Release your burden. He invited you at the beginning of the service to to release these things to him. Maybe you'd begin to make this song that our team is going to lead us in. This would be your prayer to him. That is our prayer, God. We, we just come before you, Lord. We just want your will to be done in our lives. We want to pursue you, God, and just love you. So we began, Lord, with praise and adoration and thanksgiving, and we seek your purpose. And now, Lord, we begin to just bring our needs before you. And so show us more about what that looks like, God, in your word. In Jesus' name. You can go ahead and sit back down. It's hard to sit down in that song, isn't it? Jesus shows up in such a big way when we praise him. And you know, he also, as your father, cares about everything that's going on in your life. Say, what can I talk to him about? Everything. Everything. You have some needs in your life today. He cares about that. So we move from from praise and discovering his purpose. And now we begin to look at his provision in our life. What does he say? Give us this day, say it with me, what? Our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. He's saying, you depend upon me daily for your needs. This is a prayer of faith. 
We're usually pretty good at this one, right? I don't need to explain this one. We usually go right to this one. And he said, no, start by praising first. Start by getting your mindset right, coming into alignment with me. And then he's going to begin to show you what your needs really are and what your greeds really are as we come into alignment with him. And so this passage actually translates, give us our food for tomorrow. And so what you're saying is, I'm trusting you to provide. Would you just begin just to just to bring your needs before him? What is it that you need today? Maybe you just pray before him right now. You've been praising him. What are your needs today? There's nothing too great or too small. You see, the, the glorious thing of the gospel is that you and I can now come with confidence before him to his throne of grace. And he is an attentive father. He is not a deadbeat dad. He cares about your needs. He said as he was teaching them about this prayer, he said, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. He says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? He says, bring me your needs. It's an act of faith daily, step by step. What is that in your life? What is it that you're worried about? Bring that before Him. Make this your prayer. Declare that you need Him. Lord, we start by praising You and adoring You and thanking You and coming into alignment, Lord, with Your will, seeking Your purpose, and we seek Your provision. Father, I pray that the next part of this prayer that we would just be honest before you, God, as we seek your pardon in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. You're getting your exercise today, right? Okay, nobody's going to sleep in this service. Go ahead and sit down. Here's what I want you to do. That I want you just to continue in prayer, in an attitude of prayer right now. However you need to get like that. But here is what he says. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Have you ever thought about this? That this is the part of the prayer that Jesus really never needed to pray. He never sinned. But he's teaching us because he knows that we struggle with sin. And he says, he says begin to confess your sins to God. And this is what we're going to do right now. We're going to begin to humble ourselves before him. Just begin to do that right now. You see, we've been looking at who God is. And when you look in the scripture, you see a man named Isaiah do that. And he sees God in the holiness and in his splendor. And then he begins to realize this. He says this in Isaiah. I am a man of unclean lips. I have sin in my life. Forgive us our debts. So would you just begin right now just to ask the Holy Spirit to begin to reveal to you and speak to you about 
your sin. This is not, not about restoring, if you're a believer, restoring a relationship with God. You are sealed in Jesus Christ. But when we sin against Him, our fellowship is broken. And how do we make that right? When I, when I sin against my dad, you know, I'm still his son. And the way that I make that right is I begin to talk to him again about that. And I tell him that I'm sorry and our fellowship is restored, right? Make this your prayer. David led this prayer in his life. Search me, O God. Make that your prayer. And know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Now, this is a bold prayer. Point out anything in me that offends you. That's big. Lead me along the path of everlasting life. Where has there been maybe an area of compromise? Maybe it's been in your words this week. You would just begin to confess that. Maybe it's been in gossip and you've participated in that. And the Holy Spirit is convicting you about that. Maybe it's sexual sin. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that. And He's bringing His conviction. Maybe you've been prideful. Maybe you've turned some outside substance as a substitute for God. And, and when you're worried or when you're anxious about something or or maybe even in the good times, you turn to this element instead of to God. Maybe it's food or alcohol or television or whatever. These, these things here, we can turn these into idols in our life. And God will just begin to speak to you about them. Maybe you've been bitter towards somebody and you're realizing that you've been holding a grudge. And you would bring that to God and say, God, I have just I've been bitter I'm asking you to forgive me. And you're beginning now to contemplate how much he has forgiven you. And that's what's moving you into that place of forgiving others. That's what he's doing right here. Folks, what this is called, this is something that we've, we've lost in many of our churches today. This is called repentance. It's humbling ourselves before him. It's saying we're sorry, God. I don't ever want to take your grace for granted. And I confess this before you. Scripture says people who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and they turn from them, is what the Word of God says, they will receive mercy. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those around us. Now this is not a time just for you to feel condemnation and shame and guilt and to continue to walk with that. That's what the enemy wants for you. This is this place where in this act of faith, you come before God and you receive the cleansing. you reminded you're the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And now in faith, you begin to accept that forgiveness and live in that forgiveness and know that He's the God that wipes out your guilt and your shame. And now you can walk in confidence daily with Him in relationship. He says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And He, he now has, has His righteousness, righteousness wraps you up 
And you are clothed in that robe of righteousness. He calls you a royal priesthood. He sees you not for the sinner that you are any longer, but he sees you as holy and blameless. And would you just begin to receive that today, that he is the one that took your place. He paid for our sin and he was our lamb. And Father, we just confess our sins before you. And Lord, we don't want to take sin lightly in our lives. We know that it is our sin that cost Jesus his life. He was beaten and flogged and crucified because of our sin. And I thank you, Lord, that he defeated sin. And that, Lord, because he is our high priest and our mediator, we can enter into the holy of holies, Lord, and, and come before you with confidence. And, Lord, we walk before you with that confidence today because of Jesus. Lord, would you make us sensitive to sin? Make us sensitive to sin in our lives as we repent. Let's just focus on our Lamb of God. So we've talked about praise and we've talked about purpose and His provision, His pardon, and here is where we end with this. We move into this part of the, the prayer where he says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. What this is a prayer of, this is a prayer of protection. I ask God for spiritual protection. And so let's just continue in this attitude of prayer right now, okay? You're still standing before God. We're in a battle, aren't we? Are you in a battle every day? It is a battle. You're in a battle. And we are tempted in so many different ways. And this is not saying that God leads us into temptation sometimes. This word for temptation is this word that actually it literally means testing. And we're saying, Lord, would you lead us into victory? We want to stand from the position of victory because life is hard. And we want to be victorious in this. Will you give us your victory? Scripture says, keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words, make this your prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, the things I'm thinking about, may those be the things that are pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Ask God. Just right now, just ask him to make you aware of the evil one whenever he comes against you and that you would resist him through the victory and the power and the position that you are in in Jesus Christ. And that you would stand firm. Scripture says this, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? Greater is he that is in you right now. So would you just begin to just make this your, your prayer of victory as you focus upon this God who goes before you, who comes behind you, who, who is with you every step of the way. As we said earlier, you don't have to, to, to fear anything as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He is your shepherd. Whom shall I fear? Make this your prayer before him as our final prayer today.